So it's Tuesday, which means I got very little to talk about. But I wanted to give you some context. I wanted to give you some material. I don't know why. I just felt like it. And we're going to talk about bubbles. Sports bubbles. Are they working? Uh, We'll find out. Trump, is he indeed rattled from the shots that were fired at the White House? I can't imagine he was, but maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. And schools, should they open back up? All next on It Is Fair, or It's Fair, something like that. Good morning. How's everyone doing? It has been an interesting morning. My wife, who is a saint, took my kids out because she's trying to be a good parent, right? She takes them to the park, and they act like kids, which is awesome. They run off some steam. And my four-year-old, who I love more than anything on this planet, is a tyrant. She doesn't get what she wants, and she throws temper tantrums. She's upstairs right now, stomping her feet, acting like a lunatic. It's like they hand the baton off. About fake outrage. That's kind of where I'm going today. With some fake outrage. My kids do it all the time. Benjamin hit me. Where did you? But did you die? Did you die? You didn't die. Why are you in here? And they're always trying to trigger one another. Whether it's my oldest trying to trigger the other one. They have names that they call one another. My oldest has been calling my son Hello Kitty because... When he was four years old, she found out that he had to wear a Hello Kitty pajama or outfit because he pissed his pants out in public on accident. Something happened that put him in a position where he had to wear a Hello Kitty outfit that was in the back of the van. And she's holding that over his head lately. That's been fun. And then he calls her Da, which is his, uh, which is her nickname. And she absolutely hates that. And then he... Tries to get all of their friends to call her Da as a way to trigger her. And then Allison, my littlest, um, she's just a Sour Patch Kid. And her temper is brutal. She throws haymakers, people. She is a, she's built like a linebacker. Ryan, you never tell your kid that they're built like a linebacker. Well, hopefully she grows into her frame because, folks, I'm telling you, she's going to be an MMA fighter. Caged fighter. Caged fighters. MMA, basketball, hockey, what do they all have in common? They're all currently on TV right now, and they are part of this bubbles and sports mantra. I don't know if it's a hashtag, but you can make it one. And the bubbles and sports, in my opinion, is a fantastic way of approaching a pandemic. Because let's face it, a lot of us can't afford to go to a a hockey game. Can't afford the the parking and we don't have the time on a random Tuesday to go to a sporting event. Pay $12 for a soft drink. $12 for nachos. Listen to our kids complain on their phone as they watch their favorite player score or make a run or a base hit. Were they even paying attention? Can you even see the action from your seats? Either way, the bubbles in sports has had a huge success. Hockey has practically had no positive numbers since they started back up. Same 
with basketball. It's been fantastic. And I haven't heard anything about MMA having these problems. These are men and women in in, in terms of the uh, WNBA playing face-to-face, interacting with one another. They're practicing social distancing. And they're doing fine. And guess what? Fun fact just came out. 0% death rate with sports athletes across the board. There hasn't been one. And believe me, there have been several players in each sport that have came up positive for the coronavirus. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, those three institutions have already had 30,000 tests within their institutions, most of which go to their players. They, the players themselves can be tested whenever they want. Whenever they want. You got a, you got a feeling, you got a sore throat, go get tested. The university is paying for it. But you see Trevor Lawrence, Clemson's quarterback, likely going to be the first overall pick in the draft, make a comment about how he just doesn't feel comfortable playing this year. Well, of course you don't, Trevor. You're the first overall pick in the draft as of today. If you have 10 more games or 12 more games to play, there's more on the line for you there. You could potentially go from the first overall pick to the fourth pick, I mean the fourth round pick. There's a lot there. So I don't want to hear Trevor Lawrence's opinion. I want to hear the other players' opinion. Because the Big 12 has said it's going to continue playing interconference games. The University of Nebraska says it's still going to play. I mean, for Christ's sake, I think it's like 12 of the 16 or 14 teams in the Big Ten are are practicing mitigation, and they're saying they want to play. In fact, 10 of the 12 said, hey, we want, we're going to allow kids to come back on campus, but they're not going to have sports this year. The Big Ten isn't. They just dropped the mic yesterday. But hey, you can get on an airplane and, and fit a 250-pound uh, passenger sardine can from L.A. to New York. No problem. Just wear your mask. You can sit in an, inside at a restaurant and eat your favorite steak. No problem. You can go to the beaches. No problem. Enjoy yourself. You can go to you 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 can do all these things, but you can't have sports because people hang out in crowds. What about those Black Lives Matter crowds? Tens of thousands of people storming the streets. Those don't count. See, this whole podcast today is to discuss mitigation and common sense. Okay? This, a month from today, so July 11th to August 11th, there's been 179,990 students who have tested positive for COVID-19. The world is falling. The sky is falling. We're all going to die, people. Someday. 
179,000, roughly 180,000 new kids under the age of 18 have tested positive for COVID-19. The Chinese flu. (laughs) I can't believe he said that again. In the last month. This is good news. This is fantastic news. It means this virus is not pacing itself through the population. It is spreading like a wildfire. And it is happening fast. You, Those are just the people you've tested. And the United States is the third largest populated country in the world. And we have the most testing by far per capita, per state, per county in the world by like a thousand percent. And yet... Those numbers of testing positive tells me that that 179 to 180,000 kids is much larger. So much so, I'm curious, when are we going to just move on and start figuring out how we're going to exercise mitigation plus common sense? Can I get an amen? So the, we, we, we can slow down the spread. We can find ways to help mitigate the risk. But here's the plan, folks. Name me a time in your life, a year. I want you to analyze your life in a vacuum year to year. So if you're 18, this doesn't really count. But if you're 50, I want you to name me a time in your life when you weren't sick at least once. We're into August, and I have yet to get a cold, a sore throat, a runny nose, a cough. Because I'm not around people. I've mitigated that risk. Amen. (laughs) So I've combated it just by not hanging around as many people, by washing my hands more, by when I go to a public bathroom using my elbow. My son, my wife was so impressed with my son because I usually take him to the boys' bathroom and he used his elbow to open the door. She's like, where'd you learn that? She's like, he's like, dad, dad taught me that. Common sense, wash your hands, wear a mask. God, just wear it. You can't prove it. It's just a form of mind control. You're trying to take your civil liberties. They're going to make you wear a mask and then they're going to take your guns. Mutually exclusively different. They can't be put together in the same sentence. If the world was indeed on fire and the media told you it was on fire, you would say it's not on fire because the media has done such a horrible job of doing its job. And we don't trust our government either. We don't trust our media. We don't trust our government. But I'm telling you. Chicken little, chicken little, where are you? The sky isn't necessarily falling, but you need to wear a mask because it's just practical common sense. I don't treat the coronavirus any differently than I do the flu. I'm going to tell you why. It spreads 
relatively the same way through coughing, from being gross, from not staying home from work, um, all those things. Breathing, water droplets coming out of your mouth, oversharing. Okay? Same way to transmit it. You can't debate that. Well, it attaches to your nose hairs and your nose, Ryan, and then that's how it spreads. The flu does kind of the same thing. And we've had the swine flu, the bird flu. We've had multiple viruses that have spread the continents over time. And we still want to label COVID-19, which is the least deadly, probably, than the others, as a pandemic. Moving forward, every year there's going to be a new flu. And we're going to freak out about it because of this. So now the argument is about schools opening back up. Should we open back up schools fair? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why are we going to take the time to make these teachers go through the numbers of opening up the classrooms where we have to distance the kids? There's not going to be as much playtime. You're going to have to convert infrastructure within these establishments to facilitate social distancing. It's a lot of effort. I'm going to tell you why it's important that we open back up the schools. First of all, um, these children and these masks, they're not going to comply all the time, folks. You're delusional if you think so. But I'll tell you what. Of all the people in this country that I would trust to keep their mask on, I would trust a 7-year-old over a 70-year-old. Real talk. The elderly in this country are have gotten hit the hardest. And you know what? They're still incredibly ignorant when it comes to wearing a mask. I go into a, a store and it's almost 90% of the time an elderly person not wearing a mask. Why are we wearing one if you aren't willing to wear one? Come on, man. So what if it spreads? Or our kids could die. Well, is your kid unhealthy? Is there high risk for your student, for your kid, your child? Then you leave them home. That doesn't mean that you have to generalize all schools into the same bucket. It just means that you individually have to use common sense. That doesn't mean you have to make a rule. Where I live... They've actually consulted with doctors, with the CDC, with experts. And they've established a baseline with how they're going to open back up the schools. But they're going to open back up schools. And you know what else they're going to do? They're going to provide sports. And you know why? Because they understand the value in that. Because people are, are really depressed right now. They're sad. A lot of people, we are, we are a species that thrives on community. And we've been robbed of that. And in the meantime, the media has continued to divide us while we're already divisible by our own households and the people that live in this house. We're closer to our families that live in our house. But we're further apart from our friends and our other family. And what the media is trying to do is they're trying to be more divisive. It's incredible. 
Trump is not a great human being, but I'll tell you what. I don't need your opinion, Jimmy Fallon. I just don't want it anymore. It was funny when you made fun of Trump. You had two or three jokes about Trump. And then you talked about other stuff. You know? About rectal exams. And about, you know, things that were, you know, poop jokes. It was funny. Everybody laughed. You went to bed happy. We're not doing that anymore. We're talking about Trump, 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 Trump. Do you not realize that because you keep bashing this man, even though we know he's a piece of shit human being, that he's going to end up being reelected? You're doing the same thing you did last time. And then you're going to act surprised again. Wake up. You don't hear much about Hollywood actors right now with their outrage towards Trump, maybe because they're on that Epstein list. Wait for it. To talk about Trump, Trump had a press conference last night around 5 o'clock where he began to talk about the economy. As if the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ and the S&P are the only thing that determines how strong our economy is. No, that just means that you fed trillions of dollars into large, big businesses that have capital right now. But eventually you're going to have to inject more paperbacks into those companies in order for them to be profitable. I mean, for Christ's sake, you gave the cruise lines billions of dollars and they're not opening back up until likely November, if not later than that. And Carnival has already said they're likely going to have to file for bankruptcy because their stock is a, th- is a third of what it was in January. It's $9 a share. And it doesn't look like it'll ever rebound from, from that because they've lost so much money it's going to require more capital injections to make them even function. But while he's talking about this, all of a sudden, a Secret Service agent comes out and pulls Trump out. And the media starts to speculate. I don't want to speculate, they say, but dot, dot, dot. Don't want to speculate, but the last time I saw this, it was during 9-11. What was it? Some asshole with a pistol shooting his gun, two shots. At 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Where the White House fired back and put a bullet right back in the dude. The dude's recovering. He's likely going to do a lifetime sentence in prison. Because that's what happens when you shoot at the White House. They're like, don't be a douche. Uh, Don't shoot at the White House. uh, Because that's like attempted assassination. And that's like a capital felony. And you'll go to jail for like 30 years. And because it's a capital felony and it's a form of terrorism... We don't even have to give you due process. So dude shot. They shot him. Trump comes back and the media asks, are you rattled by this? And Trump goes, do I look rattled? I'm the most stupendous person I love. My secret service are the most stupendously wonderful people ever. I feel safe. You should feel safe. Proceed. The media then spent 10 more minutes after that asking him questions about the shooter. Now, given there was some reason to ask those questions, I'll get it. 
But they asked the same question like five times. You're not special. Write down the question they wrote down and don't ask it again. Can can anybody give them a, a, a just a, a manila like sticky note that says, "Hey, no dumb questions." See, this is the problem: is they're trying to get sound bites. It's not so much about the question as them asking him the same question five different ways until he says something like, "Do I seem rattled?" I mean, it was a pretty boss statement. It's not a huge fan of Trumps. But my goodness, can we stop with the dumbass questions? So as we wind up this segment, um, I purchased green light. I went to this veteran retreat and a mother said, you know, hey, I bought my kids. I got my kids these really cool cards. They're called green light. And this isn't advertising, I promise. And they're debit cards. And I thought, well, why not? And I got the green light debit cards in the mail. I paid $30 for three cards. I thought I had to have these customized. And evidently I don't. But there's also a fee associated with this account of $5 a month. Now, I wouldn't mind the $5 a month for these cards. I suppose it provides some context. And you are providing your kid with a tool. It helps you save. It helps you have a spending account. And it gives you an opening for donations. So it teaches your kid about their finances early on in life and allows them to see exactly where their money is going. But the problem that I had was that there was this hidden fee. And I think companies need to knock it off with their hidden fees. Um, Now, in their defense, they said it wasn't a hidden fee. Okay, I can concede that. Maybe it wasn't. But my wife was in was in class for she had she had to have this PDF editor and I have it for work but I can't let her have my laptop for work because it's not mine to let her borrow so she downloaded the software for this PDF editor where it said $1 a month she bought it and we had a $70 deposit withdrawal from our account and had I not had mint is an intuit application and if you listen to some of the experts, they'll tell you that Intuit is a very dangerous, powerful company that gathers all of your data and determines what you spend your money on. But Intuit does provide a service for me, and it's free. And if you use Mint, um, I highly encourage you to use something like Mint if you haven't, um, because it does provide you with some real insight on where you're spending your money. My biggest one is food in our family. I'm a big guy. But my kids, feeding them is very expensive. And guess what? Getting um, your kids Happy Meals once a week, it adds up. That's $15 one time. And after a while, you start finding out that you spent close to $1,200 on on food, including the restaurants that you went to and the fast food chains. So how do you reduce that spending? Well, if you don't get a drink five days a week, that's five bucks. That's 20 bucks right there in drinks. There's ways to do it, folks. So I like I liked using Mint. Um, and again, the green light debit card, um, maybe for some of you it would be a, a tremendous opportunity and asset for you. Maybe when my kids are older, I'll give it to them. Um, but as of right now, I don't feel comfortable because they're not old enough yet. They're not old enough yet. So... Maybe I'll pay for it in a few years when they're older. 
But as of that, I, I'm not going to do it. You know, everybody, I'm going to continue um, the children segments throughout the next couple weeks. There are going to be segments that where I focus strictly on that. But what I find is that we, we don't want to dwell too much into the negativity. You know, we, we have to... Um, Make sure that we're taking the time to, to be human. And with every negative, you have to have a positive. And I don't think this was um, funny nor negative. I mean, I just think it was a neutral podcast. Hopefully you guys found some substance in it. Um, but just know that there are people out there that watch the news constantly. And... There's absolutely absolutely no way they're going to be able to escape from that fake reality. The reality that you might find is that, for instance, my daughter flipping out upstairs currently um, while my wife attempts to feed her is to ensure that your children don't get their blood sugar low. My son turns into a raging psychopath. I would also suggest that everybody not wear flannel. I don't know what's up with flannel. Can you tell me? Like, why are people bringing it back? Seems like every year there's a new thing from 1986 that comes back. They're bringing back Dirty Dancing, and I'm absolutely pissed off about that, too. My mother, who listens to these quite religiously, is likely waiting for me to say some smart-ass comment. But the reality is, is that Patrick Swayze is dead, and we're all in a better place because of it. Oh, that was savage, Ryan. Patrick deserved to have the love and support of all the 60-year-old women out there. Perhaps. And perhaps you traumatized your child. Congratulations to you as well. My mother got married this weekend. Third time's the charm. Gotta love her for it. I think she's got a good one this time. And to you, Paul, kudos. Um, if you have any issues, there's no return policy. All right. You're stuck now. So good luck with that. (laughs) Oh man. Too much information. You shouldn't be talking about me on your podcast like that. You shouldn't. I have a reputation. People love me. By the way, my brother, who is like, the the biggest goofball I've ever met in my life. He looks like a cartoon. Love him, but he does. Um, was dressed up during this occasion, and he looked like he could get a girl. He looked like he was looking. He was on the prowl. He was looking for a shorty. I was so impressed. I was like, he's wearing a blue suit. He's got his beard trimmed. By the way, if you're listening to this, bro, uh, keep that length. You don't have to look like an Amish dude. You can have a little bit of facial hair. You just don't need to act like you don't care so much. Nice fade. Nice taper there with the haircut. You look slick. Girls like clean cut guys. They can say they want the tats and they want the guy that, you know, is rough around the edges. But at the end of the day, they just want some security. They want some security. Ugh. Where has life gone? All right, folks. Well, again, love y'all. 
Everybody love everybody. Until next time. This is fair. I just stole that. Thank you.